0: welcome to come to the altar a podcast that deals with family marriages men and their relationship with god and much much more are you ready to alter your way of thinking well come join me i'm your host dr marquise mcgraw your spiritual coach Thank you for tuning into this podcast. Come to the altar. Today's going to be a great day and we're expecting God's best. How about you? In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the power of forgiveness. Let's get started. So forgiveness means the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. Forgiveness acknowledges that there's been an offense committed against you. Then choosing to let go of the resentment you may feel towards that person or persons who's hurt you. Forgiveness is not saying it's okay. It's figuring out how to move on. Forgiveness is vital, spiritual and emotional practice. Yet it is one of the hardest things to do. Forgiveness transforms anger and hurt into healing and peace. Forgiveness can help you overcome feelings of depression Anxiety, rage, as well as personal and relational conflicts. It is about making the conscious decision to let go of a grudge. Why would anyone want to forgive someone who has wronged them in the past? It is not about letting someone off the hook for wrongdoing, forgetting about the past or forgetting about the pain. Forgiveness means giving up past suffering and being willing to forge ahead with a far greater potential for inner freedom. The problem for many of us is that sometimes we can choose to forgive. However, the anger or resentment lingers in our hearts. Studies have found that some people are naturally more forgiving. Consequently, they tend to be more satisfied with their lives. However, people that hang on to grudges are more likely to experience severe depression and post-traumatic stress disorders, as well as other health conditions. But that doesn't mean that they can't train themselves to act in a healthier way. You are choosing to offer compassion and empathy to the person who wronged you. Once you make that choice, seal it with an action. When we hold onto resentment, grievance, shame, guilt, or pain from the past, our entire body-mind suffers. Our body produces excessive amount of hormones which can, over time, compromise our immune system and can potentially contribute to cardiovascular disease. Fortunately, this body mind is incredibly flexible. When we let go of the emotional toxicity, our body begins to immediately return to homeostasis, which is a state of self-healing and self-regulation. Consider the inspiring words of Nelson Mandela, who was imprisoned by the South American government. For 27 years, yet emerged without bitterness for his captors. He stated, As I walked out of the door toward my freedom, I knew that if I did not leave all the anger, hatred, and bitterness behind, I would still be in prison. Let's consider the cost of not forgiving. Not forgiving someone often leads to hostility towards that person And your anger and bitterness can seep into other parts of your life. Hatred keeps the stress hormone cortisol levels elevated in your body, which can trigger a whole range of bad outcomes, including high blood pressure, immune system issues and a tendency to gain weight. That's a big one right there. Holding on to hostility also has psychological consequences. It can keep you feeling like a victim prevent you from moving past trauma, and lead to anxiety and depression. Let's go deeper to see what happens when we have unforgiveness. Matthews 18 and 21 to 35, Jesus tells the parable of the unforgiving servant. It's a story about a guy who was forgiven an enormous debt, but he was not willing to forgive a small debt. The last part of this parable says that he was thrown into a dungeon and tortured until he repaid the previous penny he owed. Many Bible scholars believe that Jesus was saying that when we choose not to forgive, we invite demonic torment into our lives through the prison of unforgiveness. What does that mean? We'll talk about this more when we turn back after this short break.
1: Today's sponsor is Seminary of the Open Bible. If you're looking for a spiritual training or to receive your bachelor's, Master's or doctor degree in theology, go to seminaryoftheopenbible.com. In addition, they have a partnership with Bluefield College where you can get your associate or bachelor of arts degree fully online, either part time or full time. If this is something that you're interested in, there's an open enrollment Monday, March 15th from 6 30 p.m. to 7 30 p.m. You can look on the website. Seminary of the com or call 203-407-0444 for more information that's 203-407-0444 for more details don't forget to mention you heard it on Come to the Altar Podcast Daniel 9 and 9
0: The Lord our God is merciful And forgiving Even though we have rebelled against Him Look how much God loves us He loves us so much That even when we yet rebelled against Him God is merciful And He's forgiven If you strayed away in any way I encourage you Come back to the Lord He loves you. He's merciful and forgiven. Welcome back from that short break. Let us continue on. So Satan and demons were never forgiven for their rebellion against God. So when you choose not to forgive, you welcome their presence into your life. Forgiveness will break a spiritual stronghold of demonic torment that's been in your life for a long time. The Holy Spirit can empower you and do that. There are many benefits of practicing forgiveness, including these healthier relationships, improve mental health, less anxiety, stress, lower blood pressure, fewer symptoms of depression, a stronger immune system, improve heart health, improve self-esteem. A healthy and happy life requires that you are fully engaged. It takes a lot of energy to be resentful, angry or critical. A healthy and happy life requires that you are fully engaged. It takes a lot of energy to be resentful, angry or critical. Just like it takes more muscles in your body to frown than it is to smile. More muscles to frown than it is to smile. Smile more often. Come on. It pulls your attention and masks your true desire. If you don't forgive, you are the one suffering from your negative feelings. So rather than give your power away to someone else or something else in the past to suffer for it, it might be time to forgive and use that energy to create the life you want instead. Here are a few scriptures on forgiveness. Matthew 18, 21 to 22. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times, Jesus answered. Mm-hmm. I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. That's a lot of times. Mark eleven twenty-five. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Matthew 6 and 15. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive you your sins. Which means if you don't forgive your neighbor, your spouse or those who hurt you, how can you expect God to forgive you? Hebrews 8 and 12. This is a good one right here. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Why is that a good one? Well, let's break this one down for a second. Through Jeremiah's earlier message from God made it clear that the promised covenant was different from what was given to Israel after leaving Egypt. Here, God's approach to mercy and sin is tied directly to the new covenant in contrast to the old. In other words, only the new covenant can truly save us from our iniquities. The old covenant was never meant to. In poetic terms, a person forgets or remembers no more when they choose to act as if something has not happened. It doesn't imply literal amnesia. God is not erasing our sins from his consciousness or his awareness. However, for those who accept Christ, God can forget their sins. So here's my question. If God can forget our sins and don't hold it against us, why do we do that? You can ask your spouse to forgive you for something you've done and the spouse can forgive you or your friend or your cousin or any person you have a relationship with, but they'll still hold on to it and they'll bring it back up. It's amazing how we ask God to forgive us of our sins and we expect God to do that. We still hold on to past things that was done to us and still try to hold them accountable. That's not right. It's not right at all. Are you going to forget about it? You probably won't forget about it. But don't hold it over your head. Let it go. Because you want to be free from that. You want to grow and move forward. So why do people hold on to the past? Some people will hold on to past hurts because there's something about the trauma, drama they like. They want someone to blame for their lives, which keeps them in the victim position. And it's a great way to victimize and manipulate others. This creates separations and divisions that may end many relationships. How many of you have lived with people that have held onto the past so that they could use it to make you wrong? You may have done it yourself. Because you thought that was love or that's all you've been around. Holding on to the past is always detrimental in one way or another. It requires judgment and judgment is, by its very nature, destructive. You can get yourself stuck and become very limited. Your judgment about X, Y, Z, what they've done or however it may be prevents any better experience from showing up in your life. I heard T.D. Jakes say this. He said, you have to forget about the past and let go of anything that contradicts your destiny. The good news is this. Jesus heals the brokenhearted. He releases prisoners from tormentors. He comforts those who mourn over his offenses against them and over those they have committed. He promises a crown of beauty instead of ashes, gladness instead of mourning. And praise instead of despair. The choice is yours. Semi-closing, forgiveness is at the core of our emotional well-being. Furthermore, if we allow unforgiveness to continue, we are likely to experience depression, bitterness, or both. Yet more importantly than any of these concerns is the most serious consideration of it all, the spiritual consequences of unforgiveness. It alienates us from God. Forgiveness cannot begin until we admit our own failures. If we cannot do that much, we can neither give nor receive forgiveness. We cannot receive forgiveness without acknowledging our need for it. We have no right to withhold forgiveness from anyone else. For Christians, forgiveness is non-negotiable. It is the very essence of our faith. Thank you for listening to Come to the Altar. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episode, we want to hear from you. Please send us a message on Twitter at Come to the Altar. Stay tuned for the next episode.
1: Next time on Come to the Altar.
0: So my next question uh, would be, when you hear the word leader, what comes to your mind when you hear that? So first of all, leader, you know, we've got to bust a myth. Leaders are not born, Mm -hmm. rather created. That's correct. There's nobody has ever been what we call a born leader. Mm -hmm. That is non-existent. So we've got to bust that myth. Leaders are created. That's right. Cultivated. Mm -hmm. Leaders are not born, they're made. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Come to the altar. We hope you were inspired and you're thinking it was altered in a more positive way. Without God, nothing is possible. But with God, all things are possible to those that believe. Remember, if you can change your mind, you can change your future for the better. This is Dr. Marquise McGraw. Later.